Hello and welcome to God is a Dad podcast. Uh, we're glad to have you listening in. Uh, we are three dads who like to talk about parenting, marriage, life in general, uh, specifically with the focus of looking at God as a dad, looking at ourselves as his children, and then trying to learn from his treatment of us as a dad and try to apply that to our life as parents, spouses, and just people in general. So that's what we do. Today, we've got hopefully a pretty fun episode because we're talking about fun. Uh, I think specifically for parents, fun is an issue that uh, kind of interests me because you know the trajectory of life I think most people expect to go through is you have a lot of fun when you're a kid, and then as you get older and become an adult and have more responsibilities and you have children of your own, sort of the fun that you used to have, you kind of have to put aside in order to meet all of the demands that come with adulthood, parenthood. And while there's definitely some validity to that way of thinking, I am not totally willing to let go of having fun, mostly because I think it's really important to God, which was actually the topic of our conversation last week. So if you're not totally convinced that God wants us to have fun or that he cares about fun, go ahead and give that episode a listen. Because our whole conversation that we're about to have is founded on the idea that God wants us to have fun and we want to be having more fun even as we're parenting. And we're going to have a conversation, I think, about how we have fun as parents, how we balance the fun and the responsibilities in our life. And then after that, we're going to talk for just a little bit about some recommendations we have for things to do if you would like to have more fun, either movies to watch or TV shows to watch or different activities to do. Uh, We'll just kind of give some some of the things that we found that are fun that you might enjoy too. So that's the plan. Uh, Let me call up Dan and Jake right now and we'll talk about fun. So, God likes fun and wants us to have fun, but balancing fun with parenting is something I, I think that's probably universal because of obviously the increased time demands, the increased uh, physical demands, I suppose. So, I just wanted to hear what you guys thought about it because I think you're fun people and I'm curious how you, yeah, how you think about that. Uh, well, my life philosophy is that... Uh, fun is a mindset and so for me it's it's hard to or I try not to like differentiate things that are fun and not fun I I try to have the perspective of like everything I do has at least the potential to be fun and so I think fun is important and the the reason why God has established fun and has made it so attractive is that uh, we can just maximize the enjoyment of everything that we do. So kind of like a Mary Poppins idea. In every job that right? must be done, yeah. there's an element of fun. You find the fun and snap Absolutely. the job's a game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's been a while since I've seen that Mary yeah. Poppins. That that, that was pretty. Well, that quote stuck with me. I, I mean, I that sounded pretty appealing, right? <laughs> yeah. So what is that? Wait, wait, wait. Was that <laughs> that legitimately stuck with you since you're you heard yeah, that think, quote? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, <laughs> oh my that's the dream, right? As a kid, that that would be the case that you could, you know, your parents tell you to make your bed or clean up your room or whatever, and then you can make it fun, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It sounded appealing. So yeah. Plus, I mean, my sister really liked Mary Poppins. So I've seen it, you know, 20 times, 25, 30 times, maybe. Oh, okay. Because I only saw it once. And I was not paying attention after like the first 30 seconds of this first song. <laughs> yeah, Jake, how do you uh, what, what does that mean? How do you do that? <laughs> what's I mean, that Yeah, that sounds pretty great. Uh, what's the What's the mindset or the uh, the process you go through to make something that maybe most people would typically not find fun or you you don't naturally find fun to actually making it a fun thing? Well, I think like one of the big things uh, or what, one of the big factors that make things not fun is the belief that we don't have a choice in it. Mm. And so, like, work doesn't feel like fun because it feels like we have to go there and that it's an obligation, it's a duty. It, it, har- it harkens back to the, to the uh, 
idea that that you brought up uh, a very long time ago in our relationship that we just do what we want Mm. and so that that's sort of been my mindset too is that everything i do is me doing what i want (laughs) and so me doing what i want that that implies that everything i do is a choice so then everything that i do has the capacity for me to enjoy it and to have fun with it what do you think about that dan i'm wondering how successful it is yeah that is the question that's the the dream that's the dream you know it probably has like a 65 percent uh success rate hey that's not bad though (laughs) (laughs) like because right now I'm studying for the GRE. My brother-in-law always talks about, and I took chemistry and physics last year. And none of those things, all those things were like not fun. <laughs> none, none of them have been fun so far. And every time he hears me, he's like, man, I would have, I would love to take a chemistry class right now. I'm like, what? what is wrong with you? That's not fun. He's like, oh, I'd love to be studying for the GRE right now. <laughs> A bunch of youth, I'm like very flabbergasted. And he talks about how how he enjoys like the end result and enjoys the understanding and, and the process and how just how he enjoys learning stuff. And I've been trying to turn it into fun. Uh, and I've gotten there a couple times, but it's usually related with my success in a particular area or how well I do on a practice exam or once I comprehend a concept. And so I feel like it's way more, my idea of fun is way more related to whether or not I pass or mm. fail right. on my own standards. That makes me think that I'm actually not implementing it very well. <laughs> I'm not implementing the idea that I can have fun even if I'm doing doing poorly or if things aren't going my way. And I wish that that would be the case because then first off would be a whole lot more productive. My time would be a whole lot more productive because I wouldn't be worried about Hmm. my performance and nothing would be, I wouldn't be hindered and I would be able to give myself fully to whatever I was doing. I wish uh, I'm trying to tap into it a little bit more, but I don't know exactly. Yeah. I really wish that I could do that. I I feel like I've only taken that idea. I'm, I'm impressed. I have not, I've not taken it that far. I've only taken it as far as you can be happy in any situation you know that you can be joyful or or content or at least satisfied with what you're doing but i have not taken it to the next which i feel like fun is the next level of happiness right you know it's happiness but then there's actually Mm. enjoying in in kind of a profound way what you're actually doing which i would not say i've I've even attempted that really with a lot of things in life i've just tried to get to the place where i'm okay with them right they don't make me frustrated (laughs) Mm So what's that? Yeah, I mean, can you talk about that more? What's that look like? I'm, I'm kind of curious. Can, can you give an example of something that shouldn't have been fun in the last week or two that, well, that you found actually kind of fun? Well, like the probably the most like non-fun thing I do would be work. And so when sure. I was thinking about the, this topic and this conversation, uh, I, was, I was trying to break down my day. And trying to figure out, like, all right, what do I do that's not fun? And so work obviously takes up, like, a big block of of my life, right? 24 hours in a week. But, like, outside of work, wake up in the morning, I make coffee. I I love coffee. So that's pretty fun. That's a fun experience. Oh, that is one thing I wish I could get. I could get down. Oh, man. (laughs) I don't like making coffee. I don't like... That would l- change my life if I could Dude. enjoy making coffee. Really? Talk him into it, Jake. Talk him into talk him into liking I, coffee. Yeah, I, I love the process. Like, I mean, it, like, is every cup like my perfect, most ideal cup? It, it's not, but that's the fun in the process. Is hmm. Trying to figure it out. Maybe you I know. need to look at it more as an art. Yeah. Or like, you know, and then like I'm driving to work, I'm listening to, to a podcast, you know, while, while I'm going into work. And then while I'm, probably while I'm at work, that, that's probably the hardest to, to maintain that mentality um, just because I, I work at a grocery store. <laughs> so you're just doing retail stuff. 
you know, but even then you're like interacting with customers, you're interacting with your coworkers. Uh, uh, the re- retail business is a very numbers oriented business. And so that's always part of like the enjoyment of, of the actual work is just trying to improve upon my numbers, you know, week, week by week, month by month. Mm-hmm. And so there's always like, for me, that's like, I love competition. And so even that side of the work is like pretty enjoyable to me because I love like hmm. uh, trying to best myself. And, and so that, that's like the overarching, like funness of work is like, Oh, my coworkers, the customers, you know, trying to improve upon my numbers. There's obviously like specific, like moments within the workday that are not fun. And, you sure. know, I don't maintain that mentality, but overall that, that's sort of my mindset going into it. And then, you know, I get home from work and, you know, I'm hanging out with with Adrian and that's fun. Hanging out with Elliot, that's fun. You know, making dinner. I I love cooking food, so that's fun. You know, like mm. I I was just breaking down my day, and I don't really do things that I don't enjoy. So <laughs> <laughs> interesting. So maybe I yeah maybe I need to uh, challenge myself more, <laughs> but. I think overall, I don't think that's your problem. You know, but you, you know what I mean? Like you break down your day and you're like, wait, I actually don't do anything that I don't, I'm not like, man, mm. what's the most horrible thing I can do to myself right now? I, I think I'll try to do that. Well, you sold me, man. I, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind walking a couple of days in your yeah. shoes. <laughs> Definitely challenging for me here. Like, I'm like, yeah, I mean, my day is similar, but I right. am morose. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I approach it with a whole, whole lot more solemnity. Like, I definitely, I definitely, unless if it's on my mind for me right. to try and make it a fun activity, I don't apply that thinking. Yeah. Often. I mean, like, I'm, I'm not going into every moment being like, man, this is so much fun. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. but the the alternate the the flip side of it is true as well. I'm not going into something thinking like, "Wow, I am not having any fun at all." <laughs> you know, I'm not thinking that either. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like a big part of it is what you're saying is the 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 process versus the results mindset, and just appreciating kind of the change that you're going through or the way that you're developing. You know, if drinking coffee is a thing that's fun for you, then making it might not be. But if getting better at something and if improving and if learning, if you can adopt that mindset as that's what I really enjoy is changing and learning and growing in the small things or in bigger things, then I think that that could be pretty key. Uh, I, I feel the exact same way. I've, I've gotten into baking bread and I feel the exact same way. I love it. Ooh. And I, I've tried to kind of pass it off to Nicole uh, because I thought she might like it too, but she just doesn't. <laughs> but it's the same kind of thing where there's just a lot of different variables. You got to try to figure out which ones matter. Right. You got to figure out how they go together. And so it's a, it's a complete chore to her. I've had her do it one time and she just did not like it and wanted me to said, you can keep doing this. Uh, but for me, I genuinely enjoy it. I've actually been doing it when we've been visiting home. That's awesome. Uh, because I just like it that much. What, what inspired that? Oh, uh, well it's, it's sourdough bread. So it's, uh, I'm trying to figure out why people are having more issues with gluten and bread and stuff. I read a lot, I read a lot about it and essentially there's a lot of theories. Some people think it's the GMO stuff, but I was kind of like, well, I can't really do anything about how they, you know, how they grow wheat or how they genetically modify it before I get it. (laughs) So, uh, I'm probably not going to stop eating bread. Right. And especially with my kids, I'm kind of thinking about them because it, you know, it seems like every generation is having more and more issues, I guess. So anyways, one theory they have is that with sourdough, you, it's kind of a natural yeast that requires a long time for the bread to rise and ferment. And so in that process, so yeah, this bread, it rises, can rise up for 24 hours uh, before you bake it. And so in that process, supposedly it's breaking down a lot of the gluten and it's breaking down a lot of the, I think they call it phytic acid, uh, which is kind of bad. I, your body can't digest it. So the idea is that the bread is supposed to be healthier for you. It's supposed to be easier for your body to kind of digest and process. 
so we essentially just feed our kids. We have to, I mean, we don't know what else to do. When they go to school, we give them a sandwich every day. Uh, and I don't know how else to, how else to do school lunches. Cause right. I don't know what else you can pack that, you know, will not go bad and it doesn't have to stay cold and stuff. So I was just thinking, how can I make sandwiches every single day? Uh, <laughs> feel better to me health wise. So, Hot dogs. so it's just it, the, the, the recipe is literally just wheat, water, and, or yeah, flour, water, and salt. And that's all that's in the bread. Right. And it's really good. I, I really like it. So, don't you need a, you don't need a starter for sourdough? You create your own starter. Yeah. So, you create your starter, you create your own starter by mixing wheat and water together, or yeah, flour and water. And then you do that for five to seven days. And then it kind of picks up the natural yeasts and bacteria in the, in the air or in the environment. Mm. And then, yeah. So, there is a starter, but the starter literally is just flour and water. So. Do you uh, keep that stuff alive? Keep the starter alive for a long time? Isn't that what they do to like yeah. really fancy sourdough breads? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you have to keep feeding it flour to keep it alive. Or if you're not using uh, it, you just keep it in the fridge and then it can last a lot longer. Wow. So, Do you put it next to especially stinky stuff? Like an open bottle of wine and cheese or like, <laughs> do you do you try to, to, oh, to give it flavors? I haven't. I haven't really, yeah, I haven't really tried that. I I'm sure there's a lot more I could do with it. Uh, I could get, I'm sure my sourdough bread's not very good on the spectrum. Yeah, I'm sure I could tinker around with it a lot more. But right now, I just haven't had as much time. So I've kind of been in survival mode. But I, I think there's a lot more you could do. I think you could add different oils to it. I think you could add different spices or sugars or some other kind of stuff to make it even better. I highly recommend it. I The thing I always say when I first started, you, you know, you, so you mix up the starter flour and water and salt and then you, and then you, you know, put it on the counter and you start kneading it. Right. Yeah. So you need it for, you know, a few minutes to, to whatever the phrase I, I always say is <laughs> I feel like I'm connected with the ancients <laughs> with, you know, thousands and thousands of, <laughs> of generations of people who have made bread like this forever. I don't know. And something about it just feels very, uh, yeah, I don't know. It feels very wholesome, kind of. Helpable. It's weird. Uh, but j- just just kneading bread, I don't know. It, you know, because you know, billions of people across human history have needed their bread to to sustain their families. You know, and I don't know. I, I don't know why. That's how I feel. It feels good. I love it. it feels like a good thing. Ah, uh, maybe you're. It's like you're the avatar, getting in touch with your past lives. Mm. Yeah, I haven't I haven't watched that show yet. Oh, it's on what my list, though. are you? I know. That's. I know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is I have a hard time. TV, you know, I shows like it's really hard. If Nicole's not watching them with me, if she doesn't want to, then I don't know where my time comes from. So I got to talk her into it. Or maybe I got to have Anna talk her into it. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, do you think Cameron's old enough to watch it? Well, I, I don't know. Is it violent? Is it violent? Uh, They don't because it's a Nickelodeon show. They don't show any deaths. Oh. There's like implied one implied. Mm-hmm death i can think of in the show mm-hmm. but other than that they don't sh- they don't show any yeah the reason why i'm asking is james would definitely like it yeah you're right i should start watching with them that's a good idea i uh, yeah I, I the way you talked about it, it sounded more adult than i thought they were ready for oh yeah no it's it's definitely pixar good in that sentiment like it's not funny made for adults but it's mature made for adults wow. so it's got wow. it's got kid kid themes and humor running throughout it but i would say the character development is pretty mature like the kids don't you know it flies over their heads in a in a different way but i would watch it with them for sure he probably would get more out of it when he's five Hmm. but he probably would still like it now mike i i watched it too early with my kids it was maybe more out of excuse Hmm. for me to just check out for a little bit watch it but uh... (laughs) have you watched it jake no do do you guys watch it right now dane (laughs) my kids are like pokemon crazed so they get to watch like a half hour television a day that's kind of like our rule i don't know why we we said like an arbitrary half hour probably because we like doing nothing while our kids watch tv yeah but when our kids get in social situations like a switch goes off in their head and all they want to do is play pokemon and if kids don't know about it because that's what they'll they'll ask to watch pokemon (laughs) and if kids don't know about it they start giving them lessons about it or they get like angry with the kids mm. for not knowing it. And so we're on snobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, Ella was in the car uh, with Anna 
and she was talking about how some Pokemon's Mega Evolve, and then she she paused in the middle of her story and said, Mom, I could talk about this all day. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it was around... It was around that point that we were like, okay, we got to do, we got to, we got to watch something else during their, their half hour. <laughs> so we've like been doing sporadic, all that to say, we've been doing sporadic episodes of, mm. uh, of Avatar Throne. <laughs> but they like, yeah, they like it. They like it. That's a proud uh, parenting moment. <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of fun. I, I actually really like that they're into it because, and like, I'll ask them recap right. or we're reading wonder right now. Um, and it's just fun to ask them like, what happened in the episode? And they'll like recount it. And you, why, why do you think the Dene kept on stealing all the macaroons or whatever? And they'll like try to give you an answer. And sometimes it's spot on and, you know, they'll think about it and try to give some answers. So, but it's fun. It's fun to see him like really invested in stuff. They're starting to like swimming a whole lot more. But it it's like foreshadowing for you know what's to come. So I've enjoyed them being into it until they start berating right. <laughs> other kids for not knowing <laughs> that you need a, a mega key to mega evolve mm. your your Pokemon. That only some Pokemon, <laughs> whatever. That's great. When we do <laughs> a uh, Pokemon podcast, mm. we'll bring them on. Yeah, that would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> they'll sing you the song. They'll they'll ask you to be your trainer. They'll, they'll want to be. They'll want you to be the trainer and then do a battle. All right. So you know maybe it's moot now for Jake uh, because everything he does is fun. Uh, but <laughs> but maybe, so maybe it's for Dan or maybe you know just there are certain things that that you find more at least more fun. Uh, at least I do than others. Right. So. Yeah, the question is if you know if you if you're setting aside time or if you're trying to carve out time in your day to have speci- a specific type of fun or a specific intensity of fun, I guess to do something that you think is extremely fun. How do you, how do you guys think about uh, the line between when your fun becomes selfish or like neglectful of other responsibilities? You know, because there's always essentially, I think as a as a parent, uh, there's always something but more quote unquote productive you could be doing with your time to help something to help someone or do something for someone else or take care of a need or something like that. So how do you kind of self-regulate the appropriate amount of time to have fun or to set aside kind of for your, for yourself in that way? Or do you, or do you think about, think about it from a different perspective? Yeah, it's a really good question. Actually, when I saw this question, I was like, I hate this question. <laughs> this question uh, is one that I I don't even want to like. I would just prefer, the reason why I didn't like the question initially is I would just prefer my life to mm-hmm. be uniform or cohesive so that I don't have to even approach or think about something like this. Where I don't have to, I feel like the question initially was like, maybe divisive towards me because I, I didn't want to have to be introspective (laughs) maybe about my life or I didn't want to have to think about that. But then I, I think I think about a question like this maybe too often rather than not enough. And so it kind of, I always feel, you know, like what you're saying, I always feel like there's something more productive I could be doing or there's something, there's a need I'm not meeting or an issue that I'm not thinking about or whatever. I don't know. I kind of feel like if you're if you're if you're a good parent, I feel like you <laughs> are 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 like always thinking about that stuff, right? If you're if you're like actively concerned for the welfare of your your kids or your family or whatever, it's I almost feel like it's like the general disposition I think would be people being worried that they're not doing uh enough or they're not worried about or they're worried about just doing the right thing too many things yeah, yeah doing the right thing i don't think people i just don't think people have enough fun <laughs> is it mm, yeah you know, i mean there's obviously selfish people you know 
when you look at their lives, you're like, yep, that that is not healthy for the family. And not just like a one-off judgment, but like a repetitive a repetitive pattern you can see in people's lives, I think, pretty easily if they're uh, – I just think you can see it probably pretty easily. Uh, but I think for the majority of people, uh, you know, the average work day is – eight to 12 hours long, then you've got your kids, then you might work like a second job. <laughs> then, uh, you know, you've got your house, you do your, your house thing. You try to keep up with the Joneses in your neighborhood with like attending events or going to, I just think there's way too much stuff going on mm-hmm. and people don't take enough, enough time. Uh, so that it almost becomes, like how do you how do you maintain or assert or um, make time for fun in your schedule? Uh, because everybody is like you know like kind of like what you were saying last episode. <laughs> like nobody, your parents don't appear fun because they uh, gave up all their fun things. You know they gave up th- that part of themselves. Right. You know, I think there's like an elite few in my life that have set up their life in a way so that they are not either working overtime mm-hmm. or working and going to school or working more than one job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, once you meet any of those requirements, like working and going to school or working more than one job or whatever. Plus you have kids or family, (laughs) the question, you know, then there's like always something looming over you or like there's always the next thing you could be doing because the majority of your day is spent serving the needs of other, other people. Yeah. I definitely feel like the capacity for most people is two and a half. Maybe if you're a high capacity person, three things like job would be one, kids would be another one. And then I think there's, typically most people can handle another half thing like a hobby or for a lot of people that would be getting really involved in church or, uh, you know, uh, so I think if someone goes, you know, like a part-time job, uh, for the other half, but if you're trying to go three full things on top yeah. of a job and kids, I think you're probably, you're probably in trouble, uh, which obviously some people just have to, but that's kind of how I've always thought about it. So you think the, the, the opposite question should be asked then, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Not like, how do we regulate our fun, but how do we promote fun in our lives? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think the question is valid for... For me. I mean, obvious, like I still ask myself the question often, which is why I probably don't yeah, like yeah. it or whatever. But I mean, I think it's a valid question for like your your teenager or college student <laughs> like you know what do you what do you think parents are already like the just assumption is they're not having enough fun so that they should always be trying to have more not not regulate their fun down yeah 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 i that's fair yeah that's i mean <laughs> my average like when i ask people what do you do and maybe their job would be interesting and i talk about their job and now it's like, what do you do for a hobby? <laughs> and I were almost never asked the question, what's your job anymore? <laughs> because mm-hmm. the more I ask people, the more I think <laughs> I see the response of like, I don't want to talk about my job right now. <laughs> I want right. to talk about work. But then the response oftentimes for like, what do you do for fun is I don't really do anything for fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you get above like, 25 either they do something and they really love it or they don't (laughs) don't do anything for fun i think something i think we're probably living our lives a little wrong if we don't if we can't figure out how to have fun yeah that makes sense i mean i was gonna say like for the question earlier that you know i think i'm always telling this to nicole that i think she doesn't view an uh fun enough as a self-care type of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as kind of just really, really pretty vital to her overall health, uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And my theory is that if you're not having fun in some capacity, 
then you're probably just not as whole or as full of a person. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be really, you're going to be a lot less effective doing the things that you have to do. So she'll get really stressed out, really overworked or overwhelmed taking care of our kids or taking care of our house or whatever. And then I'll be like, well, you need to take a break and have some fun. And she'll be like, well, I can't because I'm, I have all these things to do. And then my response is always, well, I just think if you take a little bit of time to, to enjoy yourself, then you'll probably be better at all those things that you're wanting to do. You know, like think about, you know, your, your work as a mom is really, your effectiveness, I think, is really dependent upon your heart state at the moment. Well, <laughs> and if you, are, yeah. if you are in a stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed position in your heart, you are not going to do a very good job mothering, you know, because kids are yeah. at their, you're at your best and kids are getting the best parenting when their parents are in a, like a good place. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think that's a, I think you're right. I think that might be a better way to look at it or a, maybe a better way to ask the question would be, am I kind of a whole person? Am I at my best right now? And if not, then maybe, maybe I need to have fun almost for the sake of myself, but also for the sake of everything else I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Jake's a better, Jake's a way better employee at his grocery store when he has a, when he has, when he's kind of full of that, I'm having fun attitude. I enjoy my life. I'm happier. I'm more fulfilled. Like he's a better employee, you know, Yeah. Uh, than going in every day and being like, I didn't have any fun yesterday. And now I have another day where I'm not going to have any fun. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think people would, mm-hmm. people would not only be happier, but they'd actually be better at the stuff they're trying to be productive in. Yeah. On the flip side, I think the answer to the question uh, is like, when the activity you pursue is no longer life-giving like when you finish you go into it and you think you need it or you think that it's going to be a really good time or whatever and you get done you're like man what did that what did that get me (laughs) if you look back at your time and you're like more like if you're more tired after that activity (laughs) yeah uh then i think it then i think you're seeking for something else during that time and you're looking in the wrong you're looking in the wrong, the wrong space. That's good. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like that's happened with me uh, and activities I used to find fun. Do you guys feel that way? I've been making the distinction more in my life. Uh, I've been trying to like approach it mm-hmm. more like this. Uh, just my, my activities that I find fun. Uh, because a lot of them are stuff that is really transportable and I don't have to set a lot of time aside for. Because it's either, I'm either climbing or reading watching tv or playing video games for like my fun activities and the only one of those that that requires like dedication outside of outside of the others is climbing so it's a whole lot easier for me to say like oh i've got 15 minutes i'll play a game of Fortnite. oh i've got a half hour i'll watch an episode of whatever it's like when i'm trying to fill my time with something then it's really easy to see after the fact whether or not it was beneficial for me. Like, should, should I have tried to take like a 10 minute power nap or was me watching this episode of The Wire or The Office or whatever? Like, am I more excited and happier after the fact? And it becomes really obvious after I ask myself that question whether or not mm-hmm. I was doing the appropriate thing. I think a good way for me to look at that question and answer it and check it into my life too is that not only do I want to have fun, but am I cultivating fun for others? <laughs> and so that's a big factor too, if I'm spending too much time for myself. And so it's what, second week of August now? So now every year, this is the time of the year where I tell myself I can only at max, I can only be in three fantasy football leagues this year. <laughs> for the sake of for the sake of myself and for my family, I have to limit my fantasy football. Uh, because, like you know, I I love like doing the research and like you know listening to podcasts, reading articles, and so I can be on my computer for like you know an hour, two hours, and then I look up and. Adrian's like bored on the couch. And, you know, how, how, what's your rough estimate for how much time you put in per fantasy football league that you're mm-hmm. in? Per week? Uh, per, yeah, week? per week? Oh, man. Like throughout the season, probably, oh, I, I'd say 
probably like ten hours a week. Not not per league, but just overall. Total. Holy yeah. cow. Just yeah. in terms of like reading or like well, like podcasts are pretty easy, you know? Because yeah, sure. I'm like, you know, you're yeah. listening to podcasts yeah. and you're doing Yeah, almost things. they almost don't count if you're doing like right. a car or dishes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah. So I don't know if you count those, but Yeah, I like I like that question. That's a good question, Jake. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I have to, like, check myself. Like, or, like, you know, Sunday afternoon, you're like, ooh, church is over. Time to just watch football for the rest of the day. <laughs> and you're like, wait, no one else around me is having fun, so I should probably. <laughs> yep. I, I was just saying, I, I definitely feel that way about video games now, which is why I've tried mm-hmm. to shift and try to really find things that, my kids are starting to get get old enough where I think they can, you know, start to do them pretty well, and I can do them alongside them because I don't know. I just I always thought it was weird. I I always thought I, I was going through my days thinking, man, if I just had my time, if I had enough time to do what I wanted to do right now, I would play video games, and then I would be so much happier. And then mm-hmm. there would be days where I could, just the stars would align, and then I would finish, and I would feel exactly like you like mm-hmm. you were talking about, Dan. It just wasn't. It wasn't fulfilling like yeah, it right. used to be, and I was kind of like, "What? What is going on? <laughs> this, this is this is supposed. This is what I've been yearning for, supposedly all day. <laughs> uh, this is what I've been looking forward to. What I feel like I need to kind of finalize a good day, and then I do it, and I get done, and I'm kind of. It's like you said. I'm. I'm not only. Not only was it not fun, but I am actually more tired. Yeah. It's not as energizing yeah. as it used to be, and I don't. Yeah, it's, I don't know if that's just product of getting older or, uh, kind of like Jake's go- saying, going through the process of actually when you look to make everything fun you realize that other stuff can be just as fun or even more fun because there's actually some purpose to it or you're bringing other mm-hmm. people into it and mm-hmm. i don't know it was, it was really weird it was a really weird thing for me to for me to go through and discover so i think i think that's a normal trajectory for everybody who plays video games yeah really? <laughs> i think yeah i think everybody loves them when they're when they're young right uh because why not? And then there's such a bad uh, prejudice, or I don't I don't know what the right term is, but like nobody wants to play video games when you're 26. Like that's not a cool thing to do. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you say like f it, <laughs> I don't care. Like I want to. Uh, and then, but there is like some sort of like maybe there is the reintroduction. But I've heard a lot of people, a lot of people talk about how video games just aren't aren't fun anymore. Maybe like they used maybe to. it's a brain development thing. Hmm. But I would say I've gone through it, and I mm. definitely still enjoy them. Mm. Like definitely, and I thought that way too. I thought like maybe I was like growing out of it a little bit or something. Um, but my advice, <laughs> my advice for this specific video game dilemma Mm -hmm. is if you don't enjoy a game within two hours quit it Mm. and start something else yep i just don't think and it's hard to do with video games because they cost a lot more especially if you're on like the cutting edge technology like right and so it's a whole lot harder to to give up those things whereas like if you're reading a book like eh just rented this from the library or eh, i'm just you know i spent three dollars on this paperback like pretty easy to give up but yeah that's good it's a whole lot harder when you've got 20 to 60 dollars on the line so so jake dan kind of already said he does well what'd you say dan climbing books video games and tv or something video yeah videos of some sort so what what do you like to do for fun in a given week uh typically it like rotates uh just what i'm like typically i have a like a three month window of where I get really into something. And then I, I sort of rotate around, uh, right now it would be, uh, coffee, uh, fantasy football, uh, reading, uh, chess. So we, we typically don't watch a lot of TV. So, and, and our movie watching has decreased. So, We'll watch like a show like during dinner, but we're not like super like like we decided to rewatch uh, Breaking Bad, 
And so we love Breaking Bad, but I think we're only on episode three, and we started like two months ago. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, that's pretty slow. Yeah, and yeah, we're we're the same way. Like our TV watching, we we do together. So if it's not something that both of us are like super into, then we don't really like plow through it. So. Mm-hmm. And it's just like hard to find time to like dedicate yourself to like an actual TV show. <laughs> yep, for sure. This is totally off topic, but uh, Anna's watching The Wire with me. Mm. I know. That's not totally off topic. <laughs> I wouldn't say so at all. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, not really tangentially, maybe, but. We also started to try to watch The Wire, and we're only like three episodes in. So, we started in season four. Is that hard for her to get into it? No, she loves it. Okay. I mean, she loves it as much as I thought she was going to. (laughs) Maybe Uh, maybe that was a little too overly uh, enthusiastic, but But she enjoys it. One of her her New Year's resolution was to to read or watch or play four things that I recommended to her this year. Cause last year when I, I'd read a book, I'd be like, yeah, you need to read uh, a severe mercy or, Oh, I really think you would like blink. Or I, I would get done reading all these books and I'd be like, man, these are, these are books that I think you would actually like. She'd be like yeah, great. Put it on the bookshelf. And s- slowly throughout the year, I would, there was like this line of like five or six books that just <laughs> grew about every couple months because I'd recommend there another book. No, I'm really going to read it this time. <laughs> so she, she dedicated and she's given two books a solid go. She didn't like either of them, but the wire is the first thing she's mm-hmm. liked and we'll watch mm-hmm. or do more of so. I'm I'm intrigued. Like, who in your guys's life is your biggest like influencer for fun? Because I feel like Dan, you're always the guy. You you're that way towards Anna, but I feel like you're that way towards everyone. You're always like recommending things, um, but for some reason, I really I try not to. I feel like I never take you up on any of your recommendations, <laughs> but. I'm curious. I'm curious for you guys who like influences your, uh, your taste or your fun, your interests. Yeah, pro- probably Dan. Mm. Dan's my Dan's my Enneagram Seven in my life. Right. So the, they're the most fun personality types. So I think they're the most uh, they're the most concerned with having fun. Mm-hmm. So I trust I trust them the most with fun with fun things. Yeah, pretty much. Mine are probably like Jake for TVs or movies. I always think like, what? I want to watch a movie right now. What movie would Jake watch right now? That's wow. that's actually a thought that goes through my head. Is what sort of movie would Jake watch wow. right now? And it kind of gets me out of my box a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll rent movies that I don't think I would like, but I think are something that you would like. And it's about 50-50. It's like the thing is, is that's either really high. Right. I'm I'm either like really, really, really like it, or it's a spectacular failure. Right. But <laughs> but it's worth it. That's pretty good for a fifty-fifty. I think. Uh, am I? Yeah. Yeah, I would am say I... most people's percentages are a lot lower than that. Yeah. Especially if you can get, especially if you're getting a really high experience out of it. Yeah. That's a good. Yeah, that's a good thing. Books. Books are tough because they're so much more of a time investment. Right. So I ask a lot of people and I take only a fraction up on their yeah. their suggestions. I usually actually like Justin's book choices. I can only do one of them in every like one in every four to five books that I read that I think Justin would suggest to me. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't want to listen to like another fantasy book or like an Ender's Game right after Name of the Wind kind of like a pulpy sort of some some like i would want i would want to like mix mix maybe more of like a character development story or historical whatever like you don't want to eat italian every night you gotta you gotta bounce around yeah right yeah but books i kind of go for whatever and then then think i would 
think I would enjoy. Because I'm definitely not reading Ulysses or Infinite Jest. <laughs> I've decided that in my heart of hearts. Adrian is reading Infinite Jest right now. Is she liking it? Uh, she says that she likes it. She, like, appreciates it. She said the hardest thing about it is that it's too big to hold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Especially with, uh, especially with a one-year-old. Got it. That's a, that's a factor. Dan, I would say you're the biggest influencer, too, for me. But, like, you're just based on sheer volume. <laughs> the machine gun approach <laughs> right or i i would put you and anna into that like we like we love the hamilton soundtrack now oh i'm like, so stoked that you guys right. so i feel like you two as a combination as like a one-two punch are like pretty pretty good into the fun recommendations so let's let's make some recommendations then yeah <clears throat> Think about it. Think about a broad audience. So maybe someone who, maybe not everybody would like a book that they can't hold with one hand. Right. Uh, what, of, of something you've experienced in the last year, uh, what would you what would you recommend for people to try if they're looking to have more fun? It, it can be books, you know, TV, movies, music, whatever. I'm realizing how much of like a a seven I am. Yeah. Because I have a list of all of the things I've I've read done. Oh wow! Played over the last <laughs> last five years, and I've rated them all. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh Actually, this is super interesting oh because <laughs> because I have rated them on my rubric is based off a combination. This is so funny on what you guys think. Mm. So, like, you guys always argue. I think Justin, your stance is always. Uh, mass appeal i'm a man of the people what can i say yeah yeah (laughs) and jake is is like the critic yeah he's he's seen and read and he's seen the same play or book or whatever 20 times so he doesn't want to see it again so we want something unique Mm -hmm. so my my rubric is uh half it's half uh how much would i recommend this to another person a 10 being, um, I would recommend it to them even if they didn't think they would like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll recommend this to anybody. And a one being, like, uh, I wouldn't recommend this to anybody. And then uh, the other the other half of the rubric is how much I can or cannot stop thinking about it while I'm, excuse me, ingesting or like doing whatever the piece of media. If I'm like, if I can't stop thinking about the book, even when I'm not reading it at work, then it gets a ten. Uh, right. If it captures my imagination, then it then it gets a ten. Uh, if it if I can't wait to put it down, then it gets a zero. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, actually, the other interesting thing is I've kept a list every time I update it. I update how many ta- how many movies I've seen and how much I did not finish. Same with like games or books. And yeah, that's very, very interesting for sure. Hmm. Yeah. That's a pretty good rubric. So, yeah. what's at, so what's at the top of your list then? You know, what, what, what are some things that are up there? I'm realizing the flaw in, uh, in my list right now is I can't categorize it. It's all in one Excel. So like each each thing gets a gets a name, and then the rating right by it. And I should put the rating in another box. That would. Oh yeah, definitely. That that would make my life a lot easier. Okay, so I would say for game, I would say The Witcher Three, or Fortnite, but everyone and their mother's playing it. Um, for book, I would say. For the for the literary person, I would say The Lowland by Jhumpa Lahiri, and then for the non literary person, I would say Andy Catlett by Wendell Berry. For movies, I would say Itonia, 
Shoot, what's the other one that came out? It was nominated for a bunch of Oscars. It's about a girl. Ladybird? Ladybird, yeah. Uh, that was super fun. And Baby Driver. Oh. Uh. And I would also say if you have not if you haven't if you haven't rewatched uh the Grand Budapest Hotel to rewatch it a couple times. Right. Every time I rewatch it, it just gets better. Do you do you have any disagreements, by the way? Do you have any that you're like, ah, those are I didn't think Baby Driver was anything special. Oh I, yeah. I didn't quite I didn't quite get why it was why people liked it so much. I I would agree. Yeah. I liked it. It it was fun, but Yeah, talk me into it. Talk me into liking it better after I've seen it. So here's my argument for it. Here's my argument. I I've definitely got my issues with it, but I think it puts the audience into a flow state really well. Um with the combined soundtrack. And so like I would say go in with no expectations and just let your mind kind of like wander. And I think it captures your attention really well with the with the soundtrack playing behind it. But I also haven't seen John Wick. So I don't know if that mm. I haven't that uh, that Yeah, I gotta see it. That's fun. People people say it's great. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I love John Wick. Oh my gosh. It's just like it, it, it's like someone was like, hey, why don't we make an action movie however the way we want to? <laughs> and then they were like, we can dream. We can we can dream big. Why not have our protagonist do headshots every time he shoots a gun? <laughs> like, why can't we make that a thing? Do you think Keanu Reeves redeemed himself? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He may be because the Matrix sequels are so awful. He may be. He may now be more known as John Wick than uh, Neo. I, yeah, I I can see that, which is which is something you would have never said. Yeah. After the Matrix came out, right? I mean. Right. It was a signature yeah. role. So what's your shake? Uh, book for me was actually recommended to me by Adrian which uh, she does not always... We do not always share the same taste. So sometimes she'll recommend me a book, and then if, and if I don't like it, then I will not take her recommendations for, like, years, for a whole year. I'm like, no, anything <laughs> you recommend, I will not read. <laughs> but she recommended to me uh, Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore. Oh, uh, I, that's been on my the list. Way I, yeah, the way I would describe it would be it's Harry Potter for adults set in like the the tech, the techie age uh mm-hmm. for for millennials. So, uh it's about this uh this guy who just walks in from the street. He's like a former like web designer uh looking for a job and so he gets a job at this like rustic antique bookstore and uh, they have these forbidden books that have to be decoded by the secret society. And so then he starts to unravel this uh, mystery. So that's the general plot line. And so it parallels like pretty well with like our current age and how we interact with technology. So it has a little bit of depth. Uh, it doesn't really like string that through all the way. Uh, but like the actual plot itself mm. is super super engaging so that would be my recommendation for a book and then a movie uh probably the most fun movie i saw from the last year would be uh logan lucky so that's uh yeah directed by steven uh, soderbergh so he did like oceans 11 and all the oceans movies so basically think of like Ocean's Eleven, but set in like the, the South, uh, NASCAR redneck version mm-hmm. of Ocean's Eleven. So it's phenomenal. Did you like Nice Guys? Yeah. Yes. Have you seen Nice Guys, Justin? No. I haven't heard of it. Oh, you think Justin would love I think he would love it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty fun. Oh, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Adam Driver and Channing Tatum are in uh, Logan Lucky. So, like, uh-huh. imagine those two guys with, like, southern accents. And then yeah. their, their chemistry is, like, phenomenal. 
Have you read the storied life of AJ yeah. Fickery, Jake? No. Cool. That'd be my recommendation to you. What's it about? Um, it's about a guy who runs a bookstore and he, his retirement plan is essentially to have a, uh, he's got a first copy edition of some book and he loses it. And so it's like how he deals with the fallout mm. throughout, throughout the book. That's intriguing. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. I've like, I'm big on like finding an author and re- trying out their other books. So once yeah. I read it, I was like, ah, oh, yes, yeah. so I've got another Sherman Alexi or Wendell Berry or yeah. I've got another person I can keep on following for a while. And then all our other books are like vampire teen fiction. Oh. <laughs> I, like, I don't know how she made this jump into like contemporary lit, but <laughs> that's brutal. Yeah. That's funny. What about you, Justin? Um, yeah, mine are probably a little more mainstream that uh, I'm sure I'm sure you guys have seen or watched. But I think for movie, I just I really liked uh, Get Out. I, oh, I haven't was... seen it. Oh, you haven't? No, I wa- neither have I. I I haven't seen it either. Oh, jeez. No way. Yeah, you got to watch that one. Uh, it's great. Adrian thinks it's more of a horror movie, so it's hard to to convince. Yeah, I would say it's not horror; it's thriller. Right. Uh, I, that's how I would describe it. So yeah, it's like a little bit scary, but um, not for most of the movie, I would say. Right. Uh, it does not have a. It does not have a horror movie. It's, yeah, it's a thriller. Yeah. Thriller movie. So um, yeah, the back third of the movie gets pretty intense, uh, but the first two thirds is is just a good. It's just a good movie that's kind of right. suspenseful. So uh, yeah, I would watch that. Um, and then well, what? Yeah, yeah. It's I, I had Nicole watch it, and she does not do scary stuff and she was fine with it. Yeah. And she liked it. I mean, she, it's not her favorite movie experience. She'd rather, she'd rather be filled with, you know, t- tears and love and, you know, right. Coziness in a movie, but she, she thought it was pretty good. So that's decent, you know? Um, and then, I mean, I, yeah, I also love for TV. I loved, uh, master of none. We watched that mm-hmm. this past year. Yeah. Uh, I, I really I, I especially enjoy TV where it's not only funny and entertaining or compelling, but also I feel like I'm learning something. And I love I think Aziz Ansari is a really thoughtful guy who takes a you know, he's, most comedians are like this, right? So he takes a pretty critical look at the worldview of our generation. Uh, I think that's one reason I really like it is because it's it's kind of our, about our peers. Uh, right. who have made probably pretty different life choices than us, obviously. <laughs> so, so like single people in New York, you know, what do they do? What are they, how do they think about things? What's the, what's the life they're going through? I don't know anything about the Tinder culture, uh, you know, or, you know, yeah, that, yeah. that type of dating that, that lots and lots of people go through. And, you know, he kind of explores that pretty well. Uh, you know, the positives and the negatives and kind of get, gets you inside of a 28 year old's mindset in the middle of New York, who's, swiping right and left all the time and going out on lots of dates or hooking up with people. So I appreciate his insight in that. And it's also just, I think really well, really well done yeah. and crafted. And it's, it's kind of got mass appeal, but it's also pretty artistic. Right. And I, I'm kind of a, a big fan of that blend. I've, I've only seen the first season. Ooh, second's good. Mm, yeah. what do you think? Yeah. I, I really liked it. We, I was holding off on the second season because uh, I was trying to get Adrian through the first season, but we just haven't. Yeah, sure. Just haven't got through it. We think the acting is a little uh, stilted. It's not as like mm. yeah, they're they're not like like his parents <laughs> in the show aren't those his actual parents? Yeah, so they're not acting. I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah, right, right, and so like, uh, and even like some of his friends aren't like you can tell they're not like. Yeah, the greatest actors. So some of the dialogue is a little like stiff, but yeah, I totally agree with you. It, it's great. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. We're checking out. Cool. Uh, well, it looks like we went overtime, so we should probably wrap it up. But that was fun, which I guess is the goal. Awesome. Thanks for chatting. See you next week. Yeah. All right, that's it for today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed it. If you don't know we have an instagram page and a facebook page so if you'd like to follow us at either of those our name is god is a dad uh pretty simple 
Uh, also, if you like what you hear and you think other people might like to hear it too, uh, you could let them know, I guess. Yeah, we like word of mouth. It's pretty fun when getting recommendations for stuff that's good. So if you do think we're good and you'd like to recommend this to somebody, that would be great. Uh, try to spread the word. Otherwise, we will see you next week. There's so many ways to go and get it, so take your chances and make it better.